Hello, everybody. Big happy Friday to you. Big Mel here, who is Rugrat. Now, for those of y'all who have been paying attention to what's going on in our country right now, um, still a lot of turmoil and going on, of course. We're still having to deal with the uh, after effects of Hurricane Laura and what it's done to the Gulf Coast. Well, majority of the Gulf Coast, mostly Louisiana. And, you know, we've had, sad to say, another shooting by police against a black person. Now, of course, for those of y'all wondering, Jacob Blake was shot seven times in his back by Kenosha, Wisconsin police. Now, if you've seen the video, which I've seen a couple of times, it shows me, number one, that Mr. Blake was not even a suspect and was not a suspect on in any form of crime he was there just trying to help two women who were arguing which is the whole reason why they called the police in the first place was because of the fact that uh these two women were arguing well he was there basically as a mediator to get them to stop arguing and these two officers pointed their guns at him he went back to his car to check on his kids who happened to be in the car with him and he was shot seven times. Like I said, I've seen this video a couple of times. Um, and it don't matter how they show it. It's the same thing. Well, a whole lot of people have had a whole lot to say. So of course, you know, the NBA has did not play their game fives and game sixes today. And yesterday, as you know, the NBA chose not to play because to stand in solidarity for... Jacob Blake. And as in response, Major League Soccer, uh, Major League Baseball, uh, and the NFL has chosen to do the very same thing. They've not played any games or done any practices as a means of, of a silent protest against this type of brutality. Now, a whole lot of people, again, have had a whole lot to say about it. And I'll talk about my thoughts on those things in a moment. But what I want to let you hear right now is after game five of the L.A. Clippers versus the Dallas Mavericks, um, Doc Rivers was actually asked about the Jacob Blake shooting. In fact, I think he was asked about it prior to the end of the game. So he said he would talk about it after the game. And he had a very, very passionate thought on his take on the shootings and what's going on in our country. Listen to this. Um, it's just so sad. Um, you know, what stands out to me is um, just just watching the Republican convention, uh, convention and this this viewing this fear, right? Like. All you hear is Donald Trump and all of them talking about fear. We're the ones getting killed. We're the ones getting shot. Uh, we're the ones that we're denied to live in certain communities. Um, we've been hung. We've been shot. And all you do is keep hearing about fear. It's... It's amazing why we keep loving this country and this country does not love us back. And 
just, it's really so sad. Like I should just be a coach. And it's so often reminded of my color. You know, it's just really sad. We got to do better, uh, but we got to demand better. Like we got, you know, it's, it's funny. We protest and they send riot guards, right? Uh, they send people in riot outfits. They go to Michigan with guns and they're spitting on cops and nothing happens. The training has to change in the police force. The unions have to be taken down in the police force. My dad was a cop. I believe in good cops. We're not trying to defund the police and take all their money away. We're trying to get them to protect us just like they protect everybody else. Uh, I didn't want to talk about it before the game because it's so hard. Like, just keep watching it. That video, if, if you watch that video, you don't need to be black to be outraged. You don't, you need to be American and outraged. And how dare the Republicans talk about fear? We're the ones that need to be scared. We're the ones having to talk every to every black child. What white father has to give his son a talk about being careful if you get pulled over? It's, it's just ridiculous. And it just keeps getting, it keeps going. Uh, there's no charges. Breonna Taylor, no charges, nothing. All we're asking is you live up to the Constitution. That's all we're asking for everybody, for everyone. As a black man, I can feel Doc Rivers' pain because he's speaking from a place of pain. He's speaking from a place of, you know, how do I solve this problem? You know, do I just go off and hide and run around and hope and pray that, you know, do my best and hope and pray that everything goes the way it's supposed to be. You know, it's hard to just try to live when you have these situations happening every single day, every single night, every single day. These things are going on. Our children are being shot. Our people are dying on our streets. You know, and, you know, there's going to be some people that don't appreciate it. There's some people that are actually upset over the fact that there are people that we wasted our time uh, actually protesting this. Uh, in fact, believe it or not, um, Brian Erlocker, former linebacker for the Chicago Bears, sat there and said that, oh, uh, well, you crying talking about Jacob Blake being shot. Well, uh um, Brett Favre lost his daddy and, and, and uh, he came in the game and played and threw four touchdowns and was the best player of the game. And you crying over a guy who has a criminal history, who uh, was accused of sexual misconduct 
And crazy the thing is, Candace Owens had the nerve to say the same damn thing. You know, y'all two deserve each other. You know what I'm saying? I really am I'm sick of, you know, conservative people who sit there and try to use people past to justify their demise or soon demise. Okay. But that's how the mainstream media portrays us. You know what I'm saying? When it's, it comes to black people, brown people. Oh, uh, he was a, he was a murderer. Oh, he was a drug dealer. Oh, he was a sex offender. Oh, he was this. He was that. He was on dope. He was on crack cocaine. He deserved to die. That's what they're saying because of his past things that happened in his past. He deserved what he got. But when it comes to white people, for example, I'll give you two good examples. Look at look at Dylan Roof. Dylan Roof was the guy, for those of y'all who don't know who he is, Dylan Roof was the guy, the 17-year-old kid. Yeah, and I call him a kid because that's what he was. He walked into that historically black church in Charleston, South Carolina, Charleston, North Carolina, prayed with the people. They prayed for him before he gunned them down. Eight people gunned down. He was just a misguided kid. Not knowing that this kid was a card-carrying member of the Klan. He was a card-carrying Nazi. But the police, but the mainstream media never talked about that, did they? You know, they called him just some misguided kid that needed direction. And the police treated him accordingly. When they found him, they didn't go around and jump 20 gun people on top of him. They didn't sick no dogs on him. They didn't uh, tase him. They gingerly arrested this young kid, put him in the back of a squad car, and even took him to Burger King to get him something to eat. Or how about uh, James Holmes? How about the guy that shot up that movie theater in Aurora, Colorado? You know, killed 12 people, including a couple of kids. We may arrest him. They didn't beat the hell out of him. You know, here's a guy that killed 12 people. Elijah McCain didn't do anything. But I guarantee you, they did James Holmes a whole lot better than they did Elijah McCain. Well, how about that guy that was in San Diego some years ago who walked around there with a knife? This man was walked around with a knife on a Saturday morning in, front, in, a, in a crowded park with a bunch of kids. Did they come out? They came out there with guns wrong? Not one bullet shot. Not one bullet came out of any of them guns. They tased him, made sure they got him off the ground, got him on the ground where he was on a, a danger to know where he wasn't a danger to nobody, took him in custody. I wish they could have said the same thing about done the same thing to Tamir Rice, but they didn't. As soon as they got their car, they busted a hole in him. Several holes. The thing is, the mainstream media got you think makes you believe if you listen to it, that every black and brown person's an automatic suspect, that they have to be judged based off their past history that justifies their demise. Oh, they did something wrong. They were this, they were that, they were whatever. But white people, when they get in trouble, oh, they just misguided. They need direction. They need counseling. And the pro for the matter is, you know, all I'm going to say to people like Brian Erlocker and people like Candace Owens, especially Candace Owens, you ain't got nothing positive to say about the situation. Shut the hell up. We don't need to hear your opinion. Opinions in this case are like assholes. Everybody's got one but that don't necessarily mean I need to hear it at this particular stage in time. Okay. 
shouldn't matter that the man had a criminal history. Shouldn't matter that the man has been charged with any form of crime. He wasn't he wasn't convicted of the crime. So what the hell are you bringing it up for? But that's the way that's the mainstream media's way of demonizing black and brown men so that it gives them justification to take them out. Cause if they're considered a threat to them, then Hey, they're doing us a favor by taking them out, but they don't do that to white people at all. They don't do that to them. If you look at that video and I don't care how many ways you look at any angles you first and foremost, number one, Jacob Blake was not a suspect. He was not charged with any form of crime. The police were not looking for him. He was basically there to break up an argument. They shot him in his back seven times. And right now the man is paralyzed from the waist down. But this is justice, right? This is justice. This is justice in the United States of America. You know, this is justice. This is true justice in the American way, right? This is all men are created equal, right? It's a joke. It's a joke. We're less than 70 days from an election, ladies and gentlemen. I I, I say this before and I keep saying it. And I don't know how many ways I can keep talking about it and trying to explain it where people can understand it. But, you know, there's a war going on in this country. And this war is for the very souls of our nation. Truth of the matter is, if we fail this test, we may never live it down. Simple as that. When it comes to us as African Americans, the truth of the matter is it don't really matter who they put in that White House come November the 3rd. doesn't matter. Because the truth of the matter is neither J- Donald J. Trump or Joseph Biden has a, pro- a plan that helps benefit the black community. And the truth of the matter is we need to quit looking to lead outsiders to fix problems within our own community. Okay? I've been saying it and I'm going to keep saying it. We have the ability within ourselves to fix the problems within our community, but we got to want them to be fixed. We can clean up our streets. We can make our streets better. You know, granted, we can't fix the police department by ourselves. Okay. Because the thing is, I've said this before too. Racism is a heart issue. It is not a law issue. You cannot fix heart issues with laws. I don't care how many laws you put on the books. I don't care how much you try to enforce those laws. Again, nobody comes out the womb hating, just like nobody come out the womb gay. Okay? Nobody's born a racist. Okay? You have to be taught racism you have to be taught how to hate you have to be taught to think that one group of people is superior over another group of people and no trump didn't bring racism to this country but i believe that donald trump gave courage 
to those who were are racist to come out that closet and finally show their true colors. And oh, how they've shown them. Oh, how they've shown them. Jacob Blake is just one name in a list of many names, like a Tatiana Jefferson, like Breonna Taylor, like Ahmaud Arbery. I mean, the names in the list go on and on and on and on and on. And the thing is, and I hear people say all the time, well, why don't you just listen to the police? Why don't you just comply? Why don't you just do what they tell you to do? We tried that. Ask, uh, you know, Philando, ask Philando Castile's little girl. She'll tell you about that. You know, just don't, just don't resist. Don't resist. Just comply. That doesn't work. Because we tried that. Burning down, and the truth is, burning down buildings, tearing up our neighborhoods, and protesting ain't getting the job done. Okay? I'm sorry. It's not working. They're not listening to protests. They're not listening to marches. They're not listening to to pr- the sit-ins and prayer and rallies. I'm not. They're not listening to that. I'm not saying that prayer doesn't work because trust me, prayer does work. But we got to do way more than just pray. Okay. At the end of the day, action speaks louder than words. At the end of the day. And the only way that we're going to stop racism. It's going to require our part of the equation and theirs. And I think I've discussed this before, but I think it bears repeating. Because the truth of the matter is there is a part that we as a community need to play. There is a part in this that we got to fix. They can't fix it for us. Like I said, it doesn't matter who they put in the White House. They can't fix this. We got to. The situations in the, in the, the unique situations that are unique to the black community cannot be fixed by people outside of our community. We have to address these issues. We have to face these issues and we have to deal with these issues. Teen, like for instance, single parenthood, you know, I seen a a post talking about a, a little black kid saying they kill our daddies, then tease us for not having one. That's partly true. That's so partly true. Because they do try to imprison our daddies. They do that for just bogus. They've been doing it. But we also have to understand that there are a lot of young men out there that are walking around without guidance and direction. They don't have a father at home. They don't have a father figure at home to look up to. And there's nobody in their streets or within their immediate peer group that they can look to for guidance and direction because there's nobody there. I think we've been the one group of people that have been blessed with so much leadership, but what has it accomplished for us? It hasn't accomplished. The last black leader that really accomplished anything for us as a community was Martin Luther King. And you see what they did to him. I can name some other ones that were just as good, like Mega Evers, like Barbara Jordan, like Mickey Leland. What happened to all those people? They're either dead or murdered. What little leadership that we have now is nothing more than mouthpieces. They got big mouths, but no action. They're like little chihuahuas. They'll bark all day long, but can't bite a thing. Won't harm a flea and won't kill anything. We got to fix these problems ourselves. You know, I see it all the time. Men hanging out, just getting high, getting drunk, 
You know, that's how we live. You know, we like we figure YOLO. We only you only live once. But here's the problem with that kind of thinking, living for the moment, living for the now. You know, what if God gives you 10 extra years? What if God give you 20 extra years? What if God give you 30, 40, 50 years to get it right? And you wasted half of it already. Believe me, there's nothing worse to feel than to know that you've had all this time to get things done and you wasted all that time. And now you're cynical with the world. And it's everybody's fault, but yours. But this is the way you chose to live. You lived this life, but it's everybody else's fault. We got to get off of that. You can't blame. You cannot be blamed. You cannot blame the white man for your problems. Then have your hands out begging him for stuff. That's kind of hypocritical. If the white man's your problem, then you are the solution. Okay? Simple as that. You know, if he's not the problem, then the problem lies with you. We got to work on this, guys. Only we can fix this. As a black man, I feel Doc's pain. I don't have a son yet, but I can just imagine, Lord, bless me with a son, bless me with a little girl. I have to give this talk to them and let them know, hey, there are people out there that do not love you. There are people out there that do not care about you, that will kill you simply because you look different than they do. You can't wear certain clothes. You can't hang around certain people. You can't be in certain neighborhoods. That's the, the talk that we had to give our kids. You can't wear certain clothing because it makes you look like a suspect. You can't hang around certain people. You can't be in certain neighborhoods. You can't ha- have certain things. You can't play with toy guns. You got to grow up faster than the white kids because the problem is they don't care about the fact that you're seven, eight, nine, ten years old. They treat you like an adult and, and murder you like one. We should never have to give that talk to our kids. We should allow our children to be children. But that the that includes just that's a part that we have to play. As black parents, we have to do that. And there's so much that we could talk about, and I do intend on doing a, a part, a series on what to do, what now, what do we do? As we get closer to the general election. You know, I tell it, I'm telling you now, if you don't vote, you can't complain. Anything that goes on, if you're not participating in the process, you have no right to complain. Simple as that. Go to www.vote.org. That's www.vote.org. If you have not registered to vote, go ahead and register. Get it done immediately. I'm only going to take you a minute or two. You know what I'm saying? If you haven't done the census yet, that's another thing. This is a census year. You can do the census right there. It doesn't take that long because there are things that we can do as a community to help our community. Again, vote.org. Again, that's vote.org. Go check it out. Go do it now. Get it, get it, let, get, get your uh, registration card. And then when it's time to go vote, whether it's early voting or the day of the general election, which is November 3rd, make your voice heard. Go out there and cast your vote and let these people know that you have a voice and that you're speaking loudly. But as I said, I'm going to be talking about this more in depth. There's going to be a series. I'm going to do a series on this, Lord willing. 
to talk about the things that we as a black community can do to fix our community, because there's a lot of things that we can fix. The black agenda for the 20s and beyond. We got to work on this, folks. Nobody else can fix this but us. If we don't fix it, I guarantee you they're not interested in it. Joe Biden's not interested in it. Neither is Trump or anybody else. We have to work together as a community to get it fixed. But let's pray for Jacob Blake and his family that they will get justice, that he will be healed, that he will recover, and that he'll be able to go back home with his children. I also pray for the family of Breonna Taylor that the persons responsible for her shooting will finally be arrested and charged like they should be. Let's just pray for the healing of our country. I'm going to close with 2 Chronicles chapter 7 and 14. This is a verse not only for the black community, but for the nation of, for the American nation as a whole. It says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. And believe me, the black community needs healing. The white community needs healing. The police community needs healing. Our government needs healing. Our nation needs healing. 160,000 dead from the coronavirus. We need healing in a desperate way. Now I just pray that we get this healing started ASAP. But anyway, y'all have a good weekend. Big Mel, who is Rugrat? Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm out the dope. Peace.